And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Andy Shilton. And I'm Steffi Barnett. On today's show, we speak to commentator and activist Edson Burton. And it's the Scottish Queer International Film Festival. Plus, everybody's talking about Jamie. Oh, I love that. Uh, uh, all of the next hour, right here on Shout Out. one and all and welcome back Steph thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> ciao <laughs> well three guesses where you've been then did you have fun oh it was great yeah and in the end all that pile of paperwork that we uh, needed to get through um, France uh, Switzerland Italy and back through Germany and back into France was not needed None oh. of it. Just got waved through the borders. Oh, lovely. Because yeah. <laughs> well, you're very important people, that's why they probably saw you as it. Well, did, you, did you do a. People do you know from the radio and yeah, like, wave yeah. them through. Do you know who I am? I'm yeah. Steph. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, it says on the front of the car, doesn't it? It says Steph, so they just. Oh, quick, there she is. <laughs> or, oh, a quicker. It's the lady. And of course, you, you, you'd, you'd have had the wheel on the wrong side. So, was it Ez that wound down the window and went, Do you know who she is? Uh, through. <laughs> well, we didn't even get it, was just straight through. You know, it's, once you get across to France, um, all the countries are in the Schengen zone, even Switzerland, that isn't part of the EU, is part of the EEA, but all of it is yeah. Schengen. So, uh, and we were crossing borders um, around about the commute times. So it was just packed with people um, working in different countries that just travel that, take that journey every day. Mm-hmm. And so um, we were just seen as that. And although I had um, the legal plate on the back saying UK with the Union flag, on the front I'd kept the uh, European uh, Union GB um, uh, flash on the number plate. So uh, we were just wonderful through. Wonderful two finger gesture to the Daily Mail. <laughs> yes, I like it. <laughs> I mean, they, they'd have us borders going to Cardiff, let alone, let alone Switzerland. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they would. Yes. Anyway, um, uh, lovely to have you back. And uh, I believe um, there was something going on at the watershed that you wanted to bring to our attention. Yeah, there is. Well, w- w- there's a, a new film um, coming out, and um, hopefully it's going to be nationwide, but it is showing at the watershed uh, between the 8th and the 14th of October. Now, a great coup. We actually have the director, um, uh, who's Elegance Bratton, um, who's in California currently. So we'll be interviewing him. And um, yeah, and um, the film is called Peer Kids. And um, it's an extraordinary and immersive documentary that follows three homeless queer youth as they navigate prostitution, the welfare system and their biological families in order to find stable housing. So more about that in a couple of weeks after we've uh, done the interview. I have got... Um, a preview version of the the film which I will be watching uh, this evening after we've uh, done the show 
and uh, I will get back to you with all that information next time round. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, it's not at the watershed when? Uh, between the 8th and the 14th. There yeah, but, but it is going to be a, a worldwide release. Right, fine. Cool. cool. Well, that, that'd be a good one. Um, you know. Yeah. Uh, I like the watershed. It's a lovely venue. Uh, if if you've never it been, is. it's where we're, where we're checking out. It's um, fabulous food there as well, all mm. organic and locally sourced. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Nice. yeah, very nice indeed. So, yeah, the 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 the, the good thing is that Elegance Bratton was actually a former peer kid themselves. Uh, so um, yeah, so obviously got a good take on it, on on the storyline. Sounds very interesting. Mm. Yep, indeed. We shall all have to book a, a book a slot uh, at Watershed to go and see it. <laughs> yeah, well, get your tickets well, now. Nice. Now we can go back to the cinema and the like. Yes. You know. Yep. I mean, have you seen how well James Bond's doing as well? Talking to cinema. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen? Don't oh, tell me what I happens. Saw, but is it good? It is. Well, I, it's a very long <laughs> film. It's very long. It's two and three quarter hours long. But oh, um, great! Like, I like long movies. If you if you want a lot of Daniel, um, I was going to call him Daniel Radcliffe, but you know he's Daniel not. Craig. Uh, Daniel Craig. <laughs> then it is it is wonderful. And of course, he so, is well, sexy a, and suave as ever. A tip for you then: if it's a movie that long, um, those of you locally enough to do so, go to the Curzon um, Cinema down in Clevedon, which is the world's oldest cinema, um, and they actually have an intermission in the middle. So. Oh, oh, they sell ice cream. They yeah. do, yes. They come oh, out with all wonderful. the old-fashioned uh, ice cream oh, stuff. It's brilliant. So, not, brilliant. not like venue. they used to have in the um, in the old days. One in each corner, either side of the screens, yes. um, selling yes. Kia Orpra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind um, of thing. And a tub of vanilla ice cream <laughs> with a wooden spoon. Anyway, um, or a chalk uh, ice. If you go, let us know what you think. <laughs> Especially if you see the one in uh, the watershed, we'd love to hear hear from. Um, uh, from you let us know what you think so uh, anyway it's uh, time to catch up uh, with uh, Brickstow so um, here let's pop on over and have a chat with them My Five on Shoutout so hi um, yeah my name is Jane I'm, um, I work for Brigstow. I'm the fundraising officer there and I'm speaking with one of our amazing supporters called Max, um, who has recently run the Bristol Half Marathon in aid of Brigstow and raised an amazing amount. He raised over £1,500 in aid of Brigstow. Um, so I wanted to talk to him to see how he enjoyed the run and what his motivation was to run in aid of Brigstow. So hello, Max. How are you doing? Hi Jane, I'm good, thank you. Yes. Good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, good. Um, yeah, just a few questions for you. Um, yeah, so firstly, I mean, a Bristol, you know, half marathon is, there's a lot of training, but, um, you know, what did you think about the course? How long did it take you? And yeah, was it a good vibe on the day? I know there was music and a lot of cheers there. So yeah, just talk us through how you enjoyed taking part in the run. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed running it. It was my first half marathon, um, so I was actually quite nervous on the day, um, which I didn't really expect, but um, I think in a way that's quite good. You just try and channel it and use that adrenaline that you're feeling to help kind of spur you spur you around the course. Um, and I live in Bristol, so I'd done, for a lot of my training, I'd tried to run various bits of the route so that it, I 
had that kind of familiarity with it on the day. Um, And yeah, I ran it in, my aim was to try and do it in under two hours. And I did it on the day I had a groin injury um, from all the training, which was sort of giving me chip most of the way around. But I managed it in two hours and one minute. So I feel like that wow, was a real achievement. that's really great. Um, <laughs> yeah, well despite, despite the, the strained groin. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And, you know, what was the the vibe like i know there was a lot of cheers on the day there was music um obviously it's been a weird year and a half or so but um you know i had lots of positive things about taking part in the run and yeah did you you feel that was there good energy yeah it was amazing it was incredible to be around that many people after like you say after the year and a half that we've had and um and to kind of share that because I've done you do so much training on your own and then to suddenly be around all these other people and you realize just how many people are putting this effort in and and running for all their different charities it's really amazing um and also to see all the people that come out and cheer I've sort of been told by the people that have run um races like that before that that makes a really big difference um and and it's amazing i couldn't have imagined until i did it just what difference that makes seeing people on the sidelines cheering people see your name on your um on the bib that you're wearing Mm -hmm. and um you know they if they see that you're flagging a bit you you hear strangers just calling your name and saying come on you can do this you've got this which is incredible and it really does mean that you especially in that the kind of last five kilometers which are when you're at your most exhausted it really spurs you to just keep going um, which is incredible yeah definitely um it is amazing i have done a run myself and uh, yeah it's it's great um why did you say? Why did you choose to run? You know the race in Ada Brigstow. Um, so I knew of Brigstow uh, from a few years ago. A friend of mine um, works for the charity, and so I knew a bit about their work. Um, and then um, about uh, a year or so ago, my partner became a trustee for the charity, so I got to know the work that they do a bit more um, um, through through him being a trustee, and. Um, and I live in Bristol, and so I have a, a kind of understanding of, of just how important that work is in in the community here. And I think um, those kind of smaller charities, it's so important. Um, you know, the, you can really see how much of a difference the fundraising makes, which is really amazing. And to know that it has a really direct impact on on the community in Bristol and um and so, yeah, it felt really important. And and through, I have friends who live with HIV, and so I understand as well just how much it means to have those services. Um, and obviously, um, you know, it's a constantly evolving picture living with HIV, and there's been so many positive changes in the last few years, but nevertheless, those support services are so vital, particularly mm-hmm. to newly diagnosed people. So mm-hmm. I just felt like it was a really sort of important charity to... Um, support yeah great well we really appreciate your support um max and thank you so much for taking part in the run in aid of brigstow um and hopefully you'll get involved um next year 
Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. I have to say as well, the Brixton team were amazing cheerers and supporters. They oh. definitely um, kept me going at the end of the race. <laughs> Brilliant. The yeah, that's great to hear. Well, um, yeah, thank you, Max. And yes, as I said, I'm Jane, the fundraising officer at Brigstow, and we support people living with HIV and other long-term conditions. And if you're interested in fundraising, please do get in touch with us. Okay. Thank you, Max. Thanks very much. If you have a story you could tell in five minutes, get in contact. Visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. This is Shout Out News on Thursday the 7th of October and we start with some late breaking news. The international news channel France 24 reports that MPs in the Assembly in Paris have voted to prohibit the practice of anti-gay conversion therapies as unscientific and mentally damaging. The move has been welcomed by LGBTQIA campaigners. In Germany, the centre-left SPD is opening negotiations with other centrist and progressive parties, including the Free Democrats and the Greens, following the country's general election. The election of a left-of-centre coalition is held as likely to continue LGBTQIA law reform, and the country may be more willing to take action in favour of rights in Hungary and Poland. The Hidden Corner, a POC and LGBTQIA bookstore and cafe in central Bristol, has been closed by its landlord. The owners accuse the landlord of illegal actions and forcing them out because of plans for gentrification. There have been several demonstrations held by the black and LGBTQIA communities in support of the store, and backing has come from a coalition of black authors and activists, such as the acclaimed Travis Alabanza. Black History Month is being celebrated by The Exchange, the music venue and vegetarian cafe at the foot of Old Market Street in the heart of Bristol's gay village. People with longer memories may remember it as the popular leather gay venue Club Castro's. On Thursday the 21st of October, RSVP, a top Bristol-based Bangra band, will be in performance. Tickets are £10, £8 concession and all proceeds go to the anti-bigotry campaign group Love Music, Hate Racism. Perhaps we shall see you there. The government at Westminster and the Scottish government are both to hold formal inquiries into one of the most explosive scandals ever to involve the NHS, the nursing profession and social workers, namely the forced adoption of thousands of babies who were born to unmarried women during the period between 1948 and 1975. BBC Radio 4 reports that ministers believe that the scandal may have involved tens of thousands of young women whose only crime was to have a child out of wedlock. The committee chair Harriet Harman says it is a matter that affects the human rights of thousands of women as well as their children. 
The radical wings of the LGBTQIA movement have always been influenced by philosophies such as utopian socialism, anarchism by radical ecology and by do-it-yourself punk rock culture. So many activists will be interested to learn that a coalition of groups is holding a radical book fair for Bristol on Sunday the 10th of October from 12 noon until 4pm. The event will take place at the aforementioned Exchange with its vegetarian cafe and upstairs a punk record shop. People with a long memory also remember it as Club Castro, which evolved into a very heavy techno venue by dint of its 6am licence. Anyway, the organisers promise books, zines, campaign stuff, second-hand publications, vegan lunch and snacks, a cafe and a bar. You never know, you might even catch some local community radio activists there too. Jonathan Cooper, OBE, is being mourned this week, with tributes flooding in from activists including Peter... Tatchell, Michael Cashman and Jane Ozan. Cooper died with his husband at his side whilst walking in Scotland, according to the Newswire Pink News, which paid tribute to his long and varied career. With a keen legal mind, Mr Cooper was called to the bar in 1992 and worked tirelessly for the LGBTQIA communities through the legal system in Britain and through international institutions. Speaking for the Stonewall charity, Nancy Kelly said he was at the heart of defending the rights of LGBTQ plus people around the world with passion and talents beyond question. Jamaican LGBTQIA people noted that Mr Cooper had been a key advocate of challenging the country's officially homophobic laws through the Inter-American Court of Human Rights. And Peter Tatchell paid tribute saying, Jonathan showed kindness and support to everyone in need of legal help. I send my sincere condolences to his partner and loved ones. The Summer of Soul took place over a period of six weeks in the hot conditions of the remarkable finer summer of the already tumultuous 60s decade. Now the Chicago-based LGBTQIA podcast, The Feast of Fun, takes a look back at the music and changes that were taking place. The podcast editors explained that Stevie Wonder, Mahalia Jackson, Nina Simone, the Staple Singers and Gladys Knight and the Pips all took place in the Harlem Cultural Festival, which marked the first anniversary of the assassination of black civil rights leader Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. But that event is overshadowed by the largely white hippie gathering at the Woodstock Rock Festival also that summer. The musician Earth St James, who is highly influenced by Nina Simone and the music of this era, joined the presenters Mark and Fausto to examine the changes that had taken place and the wonderful music that underpinned this time of change. The podcast is available now from all usual platforms. And finally, QueerTea.com, the top gay newswire, reports that a newly described species of soldier fly native to Australia has been named after drag legend RuPaul. Opaluma RuPaul is, according to the Australian scientific press, just one of a whole newly discovered genus. Gay scientist Dr Brian Lessard named the RuPaul species. He explained that insects are so vastly important to our ecosystem and food supplies that we need to treasure them. Naming species after popular cultural figures reminds people to keep insect care in their minds. For these new stories in further detail and much, much more, why don't you check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, I've been Terry Starr. Shoutout News. National and international LGBT news for you. Wow. <laughs> 
shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The shout out podcast. Well, here we are again, back in um, Black History Month, and um, I always find it weird that we actually celebrate uh, one month. But I guess it's um, a, a time when we can highlight specific uh, problems and issues, the, the same as we do when we go through um, trans remembrance. Um, joining us now is Edson Burton, a commentator and activist for the queer, trans, intersex people of colour. Um, Edson, good evening. Hi. How are you doing? Hi, Steph. Hi, Andy. Hello. Um, I'm, I'm good. I'm just, um, <laughs> yes, it's been a lively time with technology. But I'm here. It's kind of the modern world at the moment, isn't it? Kind of like, you know, COVID stroke, post-COVID and the like. But it's very kind of you to join us. It's lovely to have you on the show. Thank you. Um, So give us a bit of uh, background about yourself. I mean, Steph obviously kind of introduced um, you there, but I'm sure there's more to you than just being uh, an activist and a commentator, um, etc. Kind of give us an idea of what that kind of entails. Oh, no two days being the same in some ways. Um, I guess I came to Bristol in 1994. I was uh, on a sort of academic trajectory, really, and I did a PhD, which I finished in 2004. But in the time that I was doing the PhD, I started to get more involved in my creative writing or take my creative writing more seriously. And uh, when I finished, I began writing... Uh, I started a poetry collection, then after that, I uh, started writing for radio and also writing for theatre. And so now I kind of have what they call a portmanteau life or portfolio, whatever it is. And so I'm doing, I do history stuff and and I do writing. And also, I've also curated events as part of Come the Revolution. And I was a founder member of Kiki Bristol, Queer People of Colour Collective, and uh, we're still going. Um, so, yeah, I no two days are the same. I'm probably trying to, to find a way to uh, back out of a few things. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, hands are full. Uh, but it's fun. It's, it's really great to be in Bristol and to feel part of a dynamic, creative, colourful uh-huh. community or communities, I should say. Looking at uh, the country as a whole, Edson, would you say things have improved for the uh, cutie pop community, oh, especially since uh, uh, George Floyd? Um, well, it's an interesting one, really, in, in terms of when you say the cutie pop community, it's, that really looks at the heart of the intersection between people's race and their sexuality, sexual identity and orientations. And in some ways, um, what's been really progressive about the Black Lives Matter movement is that compared to other kinds of movements in the past, it's been militantly black and proud, but also, but it's not, but it's also been inclusive in that regard, and it goes back to some of the more arts-led, um, maybe more sort of ideological around, as opposed to sort of religious-led uh, programs that existed in the past. So right at the heart of the movement has been uh, uh, the inclusivity, if not actually it's been pioneered by 
cutie pop peoples. Um, so doors have opened, and those doors have opened to a range of initiatives, organisations um, that have power and have position, have been, I guess, in a sense, sort of woken up to the question of what are they doing and how they they could do more to change society. So George Floyd's death has been has been a lightning rod, really, for us to think about race and to think about difference. That said, um, it's not because of the... Cutebook people, I think, have found a place or have been part of a journey of organisations sort of waking up. But I wouldn't say that that's been because they're Cutebook. Um, and some of the same divisions still exist that existed before, um, some of the same exclusions. But I guess, in a sense, because the movement has been more plural, partly because I think it's it's had a, a, a younger voice to it and younger people's activism has been pivotal. And I say it's not all young people, of course, but have progressive outlooks. But I, I think there have been... Um, an important role for, I think, progressive uh, young people have been at the forefront of that, joined, of course, by older people. That has, I think, in a sense, um, meant that that's inclusivity has been sustained. Um, but I think there's still lots of discussions and debates to have and lots more work to be done. And, you know, if I'm totally honest, I think one of the challenges for the Black Lives Matter movement has been this question of inclusivity, with some people within the communities of people of colour actually pulling away from the movement, if not questioning it, because they see it as um, supporting Cutie Park uh, and advocating for the inclusivity of Cutie Park people. So it's a why difficult would, one. Why would, because why would that make them pull away from it then? I mean, surely they want the inclusivity. Well, our communities are complex, and within all communities there is, um, how do we say, conservative elements. People can both be, on the one hand, radical in, on, in some causes, or push for social justice in one direction, but not push for, for social justice in all quarters. And I think this is one of the, um, one of the really important things, I think, that organisations need to bear in mind, that uh, people of colour communities are complex, are plural, and within that plurality, there are a range of different voices, both conservative, both liberal, radical, uh, different ends of the spectrum. And so that if we don't, if you're not alive to that, then you may not know what some of the issues are actually going on in the room, whether or not Kitapok people are included in an organisation that one is partnering with or or the attitudes of someone who has been lauded as a community hero or a leader that may not actually that might actually have quite homophobic ideas this is not saying that this is always the case it's just that it's never investigated so there's a lot of kind of inter community conversation that needs to happen and in some ways black lives matter has started some of that conversation but it's not been the focus a lot of if i'm honest a lot of the movement has been talking to white communities 
about black oppression, black uh, oppression of people of colour. But there's equally a case for people of colour to have conversations about unity, to, about what progress was. So what's what do what does a united movement look like? So hence, in Bristol, we had the All Black Lives Matter movement, which was to recognise the cutie pop communities, trans communities, and so on. Um, so that those movements, so it was very clear what people were signing up to when they were showing solidarity with that movement, which wasn't always clear. Right. But 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 overall, it's from from what you're saying though. That, I mean, the the big effect of um, uh, what what happened with with George Floyd has been a positive one, even if there's a long way to go, because at least it's highlighting these things and and starting those conversations happening. It's been a positive, it's been a positive one, but it's not the only conversation. Yeah. Um, you know. So are you the, yourself or uh, Kiki getting involved in stuff um, uh, during during this month as, as part of you know raising yeah, awareness? Kiki, and like um, so Kiki, we're working with uh, a speaker, and um, we well. We might have to rejig an event because of certain things that have happened with the venue that we were hoping to do the event at. But <laughs> we'll let that be known. Um, hopefully, we'll let you know soon. It's just <laughs> a bit complex at the moment, but Geek um, is still active, and uh, people are still, you know, looking out for Kiki. And I think we've all been, you know, trying to navigate this pandemic, and so Kiki's been invited to a range of different activities, and everyone in Kiki's been busy either with their own stuff or doing relate or activities on behalf of Kiki, but we really want to get back to having a social and yeah. um, doing some out-facing events. The last one we had was in partnership with Trinity Film Screening right? Um, with Queer Vision, which was, you know, fantastic and really well attended and very rich films charging cutie pock history and stories. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, listen, I'm, I'm conscious of the time because I know you've, you've got to disappear, but it's been uh, fantastic talking to you. It sounds, sounds like you've got a bit of a busy time coming up, especially with us coming out of COVID and the like. Um, and uh, as always, we, we wish you well with it. And um, uh, do, do keep us informed of um, all the events that are going on because it's um, you know great to get the word out and, uh, and let people know so they can come along and join. Thank you. And thanks for having me on. Uh, you're more than welcome. Um, for now, though, uh, that is Edson. Um, stay with us. You're listening to Shoutout. Shoutout. LGBT radio for you. The Shoutout podcast. Hi, my name is Indigo, and my pronouns are she and her. And I'm the current programme coordinator for this year's festival for Squiff. So the Scottish Queer International Film Festival, most commonly known as SQUEF, was founded seven years ago by queer people and for queer people. So we are a small festival run by queer people in Glasgow and we literally just want to create an environment where queer people can watch films about queer people and just enjoy the company of each other. And it's just such an incredible environment and we're so excited to be doing this in person again this year and online as well to create more access um so if you want to watch in person you can come to the 
Centre for Contemporary Arts in Glasgow, so the CCA. Um, we'll have screenings from Wednesday, the 6th of October, to Sunday, the 10th of October. And our online screenings are already live on our video Vmail On Demand account. So you can find those informations on our website. And I just wanted to talk a, lot, a little bit about the highlights for this year's festival, which I'm so excited about. Um, the two short programs that you should definitely watch are Queer Asia and Queer Brazil, which shows an intersectional, um, like shows intersectional identities within our own community. And I think that is fantastic. Um, we also have an incredible film that was screening this year called Debs, um, which is a lesbian classic and everyone should watch it. We also have loads of workshops. So we have a workshop with Talia around music production. We have a workshop with Joel Dunn um, around arts and crafts. And we have a workshop with the Scottish Documentary Institute around identities. Um, and you can find more about those on our website as well. Um, I hope you're really excited for this year's festival like I am and I can't wait to see you there. So come join us for an incredible time. For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Uh, there you go. That was from um, uh, Set Film Festival, that, that last track. That's where that came from. Oh, yep, heavier. Do you know, although it sounds um, Scottish, the, uh, the track because of the bagpipes, or it could be Irish, I guess, uh, the guy's actually Spanish. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Nice twist. <laughs> yeah. How, how thoroughly modern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, anyone will think that gay people can do radio shows next. Whatever will they have? <laughs> well, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah, you don't want to let the gays in. God, you can't get rid of the buggers. Anyway. Um, going on to more and more stations each by the week, isn't it, Steph? It's your more about that sometime soon. To yes. rainbow the world, Terry. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's lovely, though. Um, I mean, especially with, with so many stations, we, we kind of don't list them, and we probably really should every now and again. But um, um, yeah. it's absolutely wonderful to have all of you uh, joining us um, at various points uh, throughout uh, the week. It's, it's absolutely yeah. lovely. And, uh, and thank our, you so much for listening every week. We really, really do appreciate it. Yeah, we do. And our latest audience is coming from Katie. Um, Katie FM. K- Yep, uh, Kingsham Town, which uh, covers Kingsham, uh, Somerdale, Saltford, can even hear it in West Bath, and also goes out to um, as far as Whitchurch. Is that right, uh, Terry? You get Certainly it in does. Whitchurch. Yeah, yeah. I get it in South Bristol quite well. Oh, nice. Well. Yeah. 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 105.8. Uh, hello oh. to you if you're listening on KTFM. Uh, now talking about um, um, listening to things, or more precisely watching things, of course, um, the nights are drawing in. More people watching TV. Um, I want to talk to you about something called uh, "Everybody's Talking About Jamie." Have you seen it? I, I have. I watched it yesterday, actually, Andy. So. Um, I did. You cry? Yes, of course I did. 
I, <laughs> I don't very often admit that, but yeah, um, yeah, it was I, absolutely a lovely. Story. I really cried. It was a, I cried like a gay guy, <laughs> and and I'm and I'm not. That's not stereotyping us <laughs> at all, is it? <laughs> well, I try to all the time because I know what you're like. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we're not not the best representation, are we? So, but um, no, I mean we should probably give a bit of premise of what what the story is because it's based on um, a documentary, isn't it? Um, of a guy called Jamie. Um, and, and you can go see the documentary. It's still on, um, on um, I forget which service it's on. I think the film's on, is it Amazon or is it on Netflix? Um, it's on Amazon. It's a joint venture with uh, uh, Channel 4. Oh, right. With fi- Film 4, yeah, on Amazon. So um, I am not sure if it's actually on Film 4 at the moment. Cause, um, but it's great that uh, Film 4 have got it onto Amazon because it mm. means it's got an international audience and yeah. it's such a lovely film. But in short, the premise is about a young guy who um, well, basically wants to be a drag queen, doesn't he? Um, and he knows yeah. that from a very early age. Yeah, with the, the growing up though, the pain. I mean, yeah. the, I cried because um, I could, I felt that pain when he was growing up, and he was uh, putting makeup on and dressing up in his mum's clothes, and and his dad walks in, and I never had my dad walk in, but I know that pain of not of wanting to be something that you're not. And um, and I mean, it was just great to see him grow. And and what strength and confidence you have to mm. have to do that to come out at school. Um, well, I believe it was originally a documentary where where they actually followed his life over the course of a few episodes. And, yeah, and which is still available. Which, yeah, you can still watch it. Yeah. Um, and uh, this basically is a film version of a musical um, because it has actually been produced and done on stage, um, and it's absolutely brilliant um stunning choreography brilliant songs um a really poignant um storyline so yeah uh, one well worth watching so uh, yep. terry andy have either of you seen it yet not yet no, oh, not to no stick no, it on your bucket list but our local tv channel bristol tv uh, here in uh, the municipality of bristol they actually had an interview with uh, jamie himself oh, right. uh, recently to promote the film and he's a fascinating character the actual and jamie deserves every success the actual jamie the, or the, the actual, actual the actual the a- no no not the actor the the actual fellow who it's uh, based whose life story it's based on oh, yeah. wow yeah yeah. It must be quite weird, like, you know, you, you just end up, you know, th- this thing happens in your life and a TV crew kind of show up and film bits of it. The next thing, there's a musical about you. That must be a very weird, surreal experience to go through, I would imagine. Yeah. Indeed, I wonder if it could, could happen to any of us. I don't know what they'd call it in my case. Everybody's talking life. about Steph. Yeah. That'd, that'd be <laughs> <laughs> life and life loves of the she-devil. Not sure that'd be broadcast, oh, to be fair. Terry. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about myself, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> well recovered, Mr. Star. <laughs> Good job, I loved you. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, no, go, go, go see it. Um, and let us know your thoughts studio at shoutoutradio.lgbt we'd Indeed. love to know what, what you what you make of it so yeah um, anyone want to talk about more about Daniel Craig Terry <laughs> <laughs> I could his first film oh, that scene where he comes out of the water I'm sorry <laughs> it's yeah. quite well I'm surprised you haven't had him under your staircase <laughs> who? he'd Terry? escape wouldn't he he'd yeah. escape that's the thing well, Matt would, Damon Terry. and Blazing Squad wouldn't escape but, uh, <laughs> no. have you still got any of them under your stairs 
no, no, they've all they've all yeah, gone now. Covid's gone. I've, yeah. Well, not gone. I'm but taking. Know what I mean. <laughs> I'm, I'm being seen regularly by my psychologist now, so this fantasy <laughs> world I live in is is diminished somewhat. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't let it go. <laughs> the, the funny uh, thing is, though, the one thing we're not lying about is the fact that you are broadcasting from underneath your stairs. That is actually well, indeed, true. As, isn't as indeed, it? loads of people are on community radio. Yeah, there's loads yeah. of studios under stairs and they have served the very communities very acoustics. well through lockdown yes. well it yes, served true. harry potter well didn't it <laughs> i don't think he did a radio show though <laughs> well he didn't but he still lived under the stairs just like terry does mm. and <laughs> oh. do, you, do you catch the train from uh, platform nine and three quarters terry <laughs> it's, um, isn't it 20 years this year um since first film um, like nearly, it, yeah. Nineteen ninety-seven. I think the first book came out, wasn't it? So, uh, yes, from that uh, good old transphobe. Um, and do you want? Do you want? Do you want a little bit of? Um, do you want a little bit of good um, um, spooky news? Um, they are making a Hocus Pocus two. I should oh. look forward to that. The oh. first yeah, Tra- trailer, I think, is out, or, or something's out. Uh, I've seen it online. So. What, with the original cast? Yeah, they, they've got the three of them back, yeah. Ah. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, that's it for this week. As always, we'll be back same time next week with another packed show for you. In the meantime, check us out and catch up with our podcast at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Uh, next week, we're going to the theatre. So it's kind of fun talking about Jane. That'll be it? brilliant. Anyway, yeah. from myself, from Terry, from Andy, and from Steph, say bye bye, everyone. Bye bye. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you.